Howdy, everybody out there. This is Big Beefin'. This is JP, and I am one-third of that Big Beefin' show. This is Aaron Rollins. What's doing, boy? Now, you may be asking, what is Big Beefin'? Well, the answer is quite simple. Big Beefin' is... That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> you stop listening halfway through. I knew you were podcasting. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's his goddamn yard, and he put the property tax on a damn thing. And he said, wait a minute, Rollins. You got to be smarter than a fucking average bear. And I looked at him. I said, that goes both ways, buddy. And he kept talking. I just left. <laughs> average bear. That's a, that's a yogi. Yogi bear, right? Isn't that... It's a Yogi Bear reference, but that's not the fucking point, man. There, the, there, there's dark matter. Is there light matter? Well, that would just be normal matter. Like all uh, all of our normal matter would be the stuff that's not dark matter or dark energy. Uh, um, in quantum in quantum physics, and this is going to be a fucking terrible description of quantum physics. But you know how you know how you have a light switch. You have a light switch. Yeah. So quantum physics is basically if your light switch was on and off at the same time. What the fuck? That's quantum physics. So that's bullshit. If, Aaron, are you okay? Did, didn't you tell that one yesterday? I just told that one yesterday. Like, Aaron, are you okay? That he states that Bigfoot is there in plain sight. You just choose not to see him. <laughs> that's not what I meant, damn it. Fuck you. Never mind. Never fucking mind, John. You don't want to fucking walk your fat ass and don't walk. There you go. See? That is. <laughs> no. Uh, no beat to drop. So let's get right to this. Hello, my name is JP. No need for no MC. I've been keeping it real since 1983. <laughs> just, just enjoy the show. Right. Welcome to the Big Beefing Show. Uh, let me make sure this thing's recording. And it is. Okay. So, I just got done seeing the new DC superhero movie, Shazam. Starring Zachary Levi and uh, some other people. I, I don't know their names. I should. There's the Dr. Savannah's portrayed by uh, the dude from... He was, in, he was in Green Lantern. He played Sinestro. Uh, he's in the... Um, the Kingsman, he plays the uh, the tech guy. He plays villains really well. He, he just has a menacing look. He's got like a beak nose, and he can do a good job of portraying uh, villainy. So kudos to him, and he, he did a very good job. Um, so anyways, I wanted to talk about the Shazam movie and just do a movie review. I've actually tried doing a review before, and I think it was on Batman vs. Superman. Or it might have been Justice League. I can't remember which one it was. And the reason why I did the review is I was trying to, you know, give some light at the end of the tunnel for DC. They've been drawn through the ringer with their last, you know, several movies. The only exception being Wonder Woman, then Aquaman, and now Shazam, which is sitting pretty high on the tomato meter right now. And I know for a lot of people, the Rotten Tomatoes doesn't mean anything, and uh, but for some people it does. So I just thought I would give my perspective now, I'd given Batman versus Superman a positive review. Justice League was fun, but there were some problems with that movie, mainly in the villain. Uh, I thought the heroes did a great job, and I really loved the way they looked. Uh, except for Superman's costume, for some reason, the way Zack Snyder built that thing, it looks better in dark, blue, haze, Snyder kind of film. 
versus the bright, sunshiny uh, Joss Whedon verse, which bright and sunshiny seems to be the key phrase here going forward. And if you notice, you go back and look at, well, I need to get into Shazam. When we're sitting here talking about the DC universe, that's a, that's a whole other thing. I've talked about them before on my Big Beef and Show podcast. So uh, you can listen to that one. It's called the uh, State of the DCE Union. Uh, well worth a listen to. But for this one, we're just going to talk about the Big Red Cheese, Earth Mightiest Mortal. First, and I probably should have said this right out the gate, but oh well, here we are a couple minutes in. The movie's good, and I highly recommend it. I give it a big two thumbs way up or a two hands up. It's just a good movie. You, If you like superhero movies, if you like movies about family, about you know redemption, or just maybe like a, a, you know, a fun adventure for kids, then you will like Shazam because it's all of those things. It's first and foremost, it is an origin story, which at this point, how many superhero origins have we seen? quiet a bit on the big screen thanks to marvel you know in the, in the past the only game in town was was superman really we didn't have a you don't get a batman origin until batman begins like the batman origin in, in the batman movie was like a montage a memory it was only a few seconds long it doesn't explain how he got his training that happens in batman begins so a lot of people don't know how batman you know is this badass martial artist until you watch batman begins and by that point, you know, that's when Iron Man came around. And, but, but even by then, you already had The Punisher, which was an origin story with Tom Jane. You had Daredevil, which was a Punisher, which was an origin story of, you know, for Marvel. And you had a Spider-Man trilogy. So you had some movies already that were origins. And so now here we are with Marvel. And, I mean, think about almost every superhero they've had has had an origin story. Hulk, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel now. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then plus you got all your X-Men, Deadpool, uh, Wolverine, Logan, X-Men, so that's, you know, Fantastic Four, they've had two different movies, Ghost Rider, I mean, the list goes on, so there's there's definitely a lot of origin stories out there, but Shazam is, it's, uh, it's a special one for me, as you can see from this video and the last video, and if you see my profile pic, Shazam was the first uh, cosplay that I ever did, like a, a real cosplay of an, a different character, not my own character. And I've always been a huge fan of Earth's Mightiest Mortal. I grew up, he was Captain Marvel. That changed about four or five years ago when DC relaunched their line in the New 52. They decided to call it Shazam because they, they wanted to avoid confusion with... Oh, i got to shut this. They wanted to avoid confusion with Captain Marvel because, you know, it's a long, drawn-out story. It's a lot of legal issues. There's other videos that they're going to explain it way better than I do. I remember reading about it because it was a legal decision by my favorite judge, Learned Hand. And if you don't know anything about Learned Hand, that's his name, Learned Hand. You know, learned. Uh, you should go read up on him. He's one of the most influential judges that uh, served on the bench that wasn't a part of the Supreme Court in the United States. So kudos to him. But he, he didn't rule in favor of the Big Red Cheese. Basically what happened, it's long story short, but just to simplify, DC can't use the name Captain Marvel in any products with this guy. They, they have to call it Shazam. Now they can, in the story, they can call him Captain Marvel, but they can't brand it as Captain Marvel. It's a branding issue. 
So you will never see any merchandise that has this guy that says Captain Marvel on it, unless it's like a bootleg or something. For the most part, though, it's all going to say Shazam. And that's been the case since, I think, the 70s. Uh, Captain Marvel was first created in the 40s. He was basically just a super, he was one of the first Superman clones. And his primary mission was just to be Superman, be the next Superman. And not only was he Superman, he beat Superman for a little while. His sales actually were beating him. It's part of the reason why DC bought the property when, when things started going down, because they saw something there. In any case, here we are now, flash forward to all these decades later. Now, Shazam was the first superhero to get his own movie, and I think back then he was called Captain Marvel because they legally could. It was before all the legal problems started happening. Basically, you know, they abandoned the title, so Marvel picked it up, and Marvel started using it. I mean, it makes some sense. They're Marvel. Of course, they would have a Captain Marvel. They have a Captain America Captain Marvel. So it makes sense for Marvel to have one, and it causes brand confusion anyways. If you call this guy Captain Marvel, well, then people are going to go in there thinking it's Marvel movie because people like the Marvel movies. People already don't know that there's a difference between Avengers and, and Batman. A lot of people think, you know, Batman's part of their universe. People just don't realize that he's not. But that's just, that's the world we live in. It's, you know, the, the insiders, we know the truth and we know who he was. You're not going to see, oh, well, I, I got to, I keep getting off topic. I got to get back to the movie. The movie is good. I highly recommend it, not only for DC fans, for just all fans, any fans of comic books. If you, if you just like superheroes and you just like a good movie, you're going to enjoy this. It's a lot of fun. I'll try to give a spoiler-free review in the beginning, and then I'll crack into uh, actual spoilers and, and try to explain some of the plot. And just because I have knowledge of the character and where he's from, I can give you some insight. So the movie basically is an origin, but it doesn't start off with the origin of Billy Batson, Shazam. It starts off with the origin of Dr. Savannah. And this isn't the Dr. Savannah you're used to seeing, like pre-New 52. Uh, it was basically an, a thin, very small frame, but with a large head, evil scientist. I mean, he, was even, he always wore a lab a nurse or surgeon suit. He wore that for however long he's been in the comic books. And then in New 52, he kind of upgraded a little bit. He's still a doctor, but he's got, you know, a little bit more style, getting away from the whole hokey, you know, typical lab coat thing. And he's got a little bit different style. And that, that's the version that inspired this. So it's more New 52, which some people are kind of, eh, about New 52. But for Shazam, New 52 was great. He was one of the best things that came out of it. It's whole design, that's what this movie's based off of. It looks wonderful. I love that they kept it the, the cherry red, you know, instead of going the, the maroon route, which I'm sure if Snyder was still in the game, that's probably how it would have went down. He's got his hood on his back, but you don't ever see him raise it, so I guess that's a spoiler, a minor spoiler. Well, the movie starts out with hit with uh, Dr. Savannah, then you pick up with Billy Batson, and he's, of course, as we all know, an orphan. He's trying to find his way, and he's been bounced around between different foster homes. Through a series of events, he gets endued with the powers of the wizard Shazam, and then he decides to figure out, you know, who he is and what this means and what he's meant to do. He's one of the few superheroes that's actually, you know, excited to be a superhero. Like, most of the superheroes, like, especially in the DC universe, like Superman doesn't want to do it. He's just like, oh, you know, I can't be their saver. And even Batman, you know, I'm the hero Gotham needs, but not the one it's deserved. So he's really not 100% into it. 
you know, superhero, superhero. Now, Captain America, yeah, he wanted to go out and serve his country. Uh, Iron Man's probably into it, you know, to an extent, but he's real careful with Spider-Man. Spider-Man's always been the great power with great responsibility. But Shazam's just, he's, he's, he's ready to go, you know? He's a kid. He's got the power. So imagine what how you would be if you had the powers. Now... Here's one thing I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get into that's that's nerdy and it doesn't really go with the movie. Well, it kind of does. So when Captain Marvel, when Shazam first came into being, I I don't know for sure, but I okay. So originally, at some point in his span of the character's history, he wasn't just a kid who became an adult like Tom Hanks is big. And there's a uh, Easter egg for big in this movie, but I won't get into that until we get into spoilers. Basically, he has this origin story that is uh, oh boy, I forgot my train of thought, and I really don't want to say uh, if I could say uh, I could figure out what it was I was going to say. But my last movie that I did on here it was only uh, twenty something minutes long, and I said uh like every other word, and I, I don't want to do that. And I even forgot where I was going. Oh, now I remember. So there was a there was a character trope at some point in the character's history where he when he said Shazam he actually became a different entity he had a different consciousness he wasn't yes he still was Billy Batson Billy Batson was there but it was it was Captain Marvel was the presence it was an actual human or a a being basically it's kind of like Captain Planet they formed into a being uh, you, yes it's still the kids but it's it's one i don't know that's not a good example it's uh, you know when you, you basically you go out somebody else comes in kind of thing instead of being like big where it's a kid who's grown now that has that changed that actually changed a long time ago they've for a long time captain marvel shazam has been a kid grown i mean you can see it in movies and animation and you know, all over the place comic books I mean, look at the one of his best stories, Kingdom Come, in that one. He's you know he's different. Well, he's a grown up in that one, so it's probably not the best example. But you know what I mean. It's it's just one of those things. The characters has to evolve. It's it's like with uh, Iron Man. They couldn't have him in Vietnam when he got his powers because we're not at war in Vietnam anymore. You know the war's in the Middle East, so it makes more sense to have his origin take place there. With this one, it makes more sense for the movie to work to have him still be him. He's just now grown. So it's a real true child that is a superhero, not a child that turns into a superhero. That's a child who is a superhero, which is interesting. So that's that's a big thing in the movie that you just got to get out the way right out the bat because a lot of people have overheard fans talking and saying, I don't, I don't like it because uh, he's just a big kid. I don't get that. That's not, that's not how I remember the character. I was like, you got to get over it. Do you remember Aquaman being a, you know, Lobo-looking, you know, I mean, an Islander? I mean, the, the historic Aquaman is, well, I mean, I got figures of him here. He's pasty white. He's got super blonde hair. He's got, you know, blue eyes. He's not like Jason Momoa at all. So you got to make some changes to make the character work. And Aquaman made a billion dollars. It's one of the top-grossing origin superhero movies of all time. Single, not like the Avengers, though. That's a team movie. That's... Obviously, have done much better than Aquaman did, but Aquaman's the top of the heap for DC, the best DC movie ever made. Uh, I don't know if Shazam will get there, but yeah, you know, hopes are high because this is a really good movie.
so in any case, the movie, you follow Billy Batson, he gets his powers, he becomes Shazam. Now, the cool thing is, is that he's living with a family, and you meet uh, Mary, who I don't know if she's Mary Marvel. I don't know what they call her anymore. I don't know if it's just Mary. or it used to be Mary Marvel, but I, I don't think they call her Marvel anymore. So I don't know if it's Mary Shazam or whatever it is. I don't know. You got Mary. You got Freddie Freeman, who is historically known as Captain Marvel Jr. Again, I don't know if that still applies. And then you got the other Shazam kids. I can't remember their names off the top of my head. I know I should know this. Uh, Pedro stood out, the Asian kid and the uh, African American lady girl. I don't. I can't remember what their names were. I should, but I, I just I, I missed it. So you got you got those. You got the supporting cast and, and Freddie Freeman in this movie turns out to be a a superhero conspiracy guy. Like he's really into it. And you've seen this in the trailer when when he shows up. He's got memorabilia. Of Superman, he's got a batarang, a real batarang that he found. He's got a bullet that ricocheted off of Superman that he's wanting to, you know, keep in his collection. And he's got it appraised, and he's got all this cool stuff and clippings and newspaper reports. So he's got theories and plans, and he knows, which is for this story actually quite convenient. He knows basically all the basics about superheroes. So when Billy Batson becomes Shazam. And we're just going to have to get into spoilers to talk about the movie. We're just, I mean, but the, so we're going to see the spoilers. It's a good movie. Please go see it. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of action-packed. You're going to have a good time without giving anything away. It's got some crazy special effects, but it's also just fun. It's realistic. It's grounded. It's not super over-the-top, even though it is magical. And what, what, how I know it was a good movie is when it was starting to end, I was like, man... You know, I want this to keep going. I'd like to know more. I'd like to see what happens next. And anytime you have a movie like that where you can't realize how much time is, you know, how fast did that end, uh, that's a keeper. That means you got a good movie on your hands, and, and they got a great one here. I was skeptic at first because I didn't know much about Zachary Levi, but he's he's Shazam. I mean, that guy is Shazam. He's He's got it down. Cold. Now, I don't know how they're going to do future installments because if that kid grows up, I mean, how many movies do you got before he's a grown man and then it starts stops making sense to have him turn into Shazam? He's grown unless... I think they kind of get around that in this one because there is... Well, it's a big spoiler. I guess I'll get into it when I get to the end, but there's, there's somebody else. Uh, I can't even say it without giving it away. Well... Okay, so spoilers. If you watch it. So if you might have guessed, the Shazam kids are there. And they become, they fully get powered up. And you should know this because if, you're, if, you're, if you've been following the movie, because when the action figures came out, they've actually had the Shazam kids part, as part of the line. Uh, I haven't gotten any of them yet. They're, they're a little bit smaller than him. So I don't know if I'll get them or wait till the deluxe versions come out. Uh, but I probably will end up getting them all, getting the whole set, especially Mary. I mean, how can you not have Mary Marvel and, and Captain Marvel Jr.? I don't know about the other two. I'm, I'm on the fence. So in any case, Mary Marvel, who is 18 at the time of this movie, when she transforms, she becomes a you know an older lady, not older, but just you know older than the kids. And she, it's that chick that that was in Hawaii Five-0. She played the main guy's uh, girlfriend. I think her last name was Rollins in the movie, which that's my last name, so that's why I know who she is. She's also very pretty, and she just works in this movie. It looked like she'd been working out. She had some. You know, some powerful looking arms. So it looked like, because in the Hawaii Five-0, she got real skinny at one point. And uh, anyway, it looks like she's back to, to normal form here. Good for her. She did a great job. 
And the young uh, Mary, who actually the actual Mary before she transformed, also did a good job. I can't remember her name, but she's been in other stuff too. Anyways, the what the movie starts is you know, Freddie Freeman. He's got a disability, so I think in the comic books he was in a wheelchair, but in this one he just walks with a cane. He's got a he's got a, a bad leg, um, so he has to get around that way. And he get he's getting picked on at school by some bullies who've targeted him. And they're picking on him. Well, you know, Billy Batson is new to all this. And that's one thing. The movie takes place, I think a lot of it is in Fawcett City because they go to Fawcett High School. It's called Fawcett Central. So I would assume that means it's part of Fawcett City, which is where Shazam is historically known for operating out of. But I think in this universe, Fawcett City, if it is Fawcett City, because they never, I don't, I tried looking at the police badge. And I'll, when I go watch it again, I'll try to see if I can catch it to see if it actually says Fawcett City on there. But because it was real, the wording was kind of small, and I really couldn't get into it. But most of the movie takes place in Philadelphia, so I'm thinking that Fawcett City is like a suburb of Philadelphia. It's like you know how like you know Los Angeles actually has some other cities in there, or New York. You got you know the Bronx or Brooklyn stuff like that, and then you got Manhattan. You know, it's kind of like that. I think that's what Fawcett City basically is in this universe. I could be wrong, but that was the vibe I got. Anyways, they're going to school. He's getting picked on, and Billy stands up for him. And when Billy stands up for him, that's when he gets transported to the wizard because he did a good deed, and the wizard's looking for somebody who's pure of soul. Well, and Billy had spent his whole time trying to find his mom, and he, you know, he's not having any luck, and he's looked everywhere. So Billy gets his powers, becomes Shazam. He has no clue what to do, no clue, and it's a very entertaining sequence where... He gets to Freddy, and you've probably seen something in the trailer. Tries to explain that he's a superhero, and uh, Freddy just hits the ground running with him. They go out, they go on adventures, they start recording him, posting on Instagram, posting videos on YouTube, trying to get you know some some love, trying to get him to go out and place him in places where things are going to happen. So he interrupts some mugging, which the woman that was being mugged actually defended herself, but Cat Shazam shows up anyways and helps, and then. Uh, which is also a, gr a great sequence. And then they decide, and you've probably seen this in the trailer, that they're going to go get some beer because you know, they got a grown-up now and they've never been able to drink beer before. And while they're in the, 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 the store, it uh, gets held up by muggers. And this is really cool. The uh, Oh, I forgot to mention. At the beginning of the movie, when you see Dr. Savannah's kind of origin, you also see Mr. Mind. And he shows up again. Like, at first you see him in the, in the background. But in the credits, you or uh, um, no the, the final scene, you actually see Mr. Mind and he's actually talking. So that was so awesome to actually see Mr. Mind. He's a giant slug, green slug that has a little voice box on him, so you can hear him. Uh, I can't remember in the comic books. I think he's got mind powers or something like that. Anyways, he's always got nefarious schemes where you find out at, at the very last that he was behind it all. So, anyways, very cool that he was that he was in the movie. And where was I? So they interrupt the mugging. And the muggers pull out their gun and they unload on him. You've seen this in the trailer where it's like, oh, you you bulletproof. And Billy says this weird thing. He's, you got Billy, bullet immunity. Or no, I think, I think Freeman said that. And Billy said he's bulletproof. And so anyways, Freddie Freeman's like, okay, well, do we know if it's you that's bulletproof or it's your suit? So then he asked the muggers to shoot. Shazam in the face, and they do. They unload on him, and like you see the bullets, like impacting his skin, but they're just falling off. And 
you know, he kind of looks at Freddy and he's like, oh, that, that kind of tickled a little. And then he throws them both out the window and walks out with the beer. And of course, as soon as they walk out with the beer, they spit it out because they never drank it before. And if you're not accustomed to the taste of beer, you don't know what to taste for, I could see why you would spit it out at your first instinct. You got to get the right kind of beer, the right kind of flavor for the right kind of person. Like, I like dark beers. That's a story for another time. Last time I was up here, I was drinking a Yingling. Um, so I wish I would have brought one now. Probably would have made this flow a little bit better. I've already had a couple interruptions of me getting off track. In any case, they throw it out. So then they go back in and they get junk food. They get, you know, beef jerky. And beef jerky is not necessarily junk food, but you know what I mean. It's, you know, candy, chips, soda, stuff that you get in the convenience store. And it's more, you know, what kids would get if they could get whatever they wanted. And so this in turn lets, and the, the, the mugger, when, when, when Billy had interrupted the mugger, she had paid him. So now he's starting to figure out that this is the way he can get money. He's being kind of like a hero for hire type of thing. So as long as he's, so he starts off by street performing and showing his abilities because, you know, he's got electricity manipulation. There's that one scene where he's going around charging everybody's cell phone and one cell phone he overcharges and it blows up, which is still, I mean, it's, it's great stuff. Just a funny, wonderful movie. And so he's, you know, he's out scheming. Well, him and Freddie have a falling out because Freddie asking him to, you know, come help him stand up to some of these bullies as Shazam and Shazam's like, you know, how come you want me to help you out when you told me I got to keep my stuff a secret? But now it seems like you're just interested in this. And they get into an argument, but they work it out, you know, eventually throughout the story. And Savannah, he's this whole time, he's trying to figure out the powers, how to get it. He finally cracks the case. And so now he's got powers. He gets this uh, glass eye that holds the seven sins of man on all their power in a, in a little orb. He gets that it put into his eye so then he's able to you know now he's got powers on par with shazam so he shows up and soon because shazam's saving these people on a bus that started from an accident he caused he was showing off his powers and he accidentally hit a bridge and it knocked his bus off well he goes and saves the bus the people on the bus and then savannah shows up and beats the shit out of him i mean just you know because he's a kid and he doesn't know how to he gets one sucker punch in on him, but he's not ready for somebody to actually hurt him. So he has to t transform back into a kid and run away. And Dr. Savannah isn't aware that he's a child yet. So he hunts him down and figures out because, you know, the, him and Freddie had gotten into an argument on camera and he's watching the video of it. And he's like, oh, okay, I need to find this kid. Well, lo and behold, Freddie Freeman's there looking for Shazam. Well, in the aftermath of their fight. So now he's got it figured out. This kid knows who he is, so he captures him. And through a series of events, he ends up with the other foster kids and gets them all held hostage. And through a series of, of events, they, you know, battling through a mall and there's kind of interesting things going on there. It takes place during the holidays. I should have made that up at the beginning. It's like Thanksgiving to Christmas. So there's Santa Claus is, is in there, a mall Santa Claus. And he, he's running away from Savannah. Some funny stuff happens there. In any, any case, they're, they're going, they're fighting. And yeah, it's just such a great movie. I can talk about it all day long. They, so they end up in this like, uh, kind of like, I guess, a Coney Island type of thing. It's kind of like in a, a theme park, a, circ, a carnival or something like that. And they have a big showdown there, a big fight. And they're beating the crap out of each other. And people are running, fleeing for their lives. And the, Orphans are trying to figure out what's going on, and they go back to the Rock of Eternity, and Shazam's trying to figure out, and then he finally uses the wisdom of Solomon and remembers what the wizard told him, 
and that his greatest gift was, you know, within, and he had to figure that out. And basically it was family because the wizard Shazam, all his family members have gone on. So he was the last one. And so now with, with the new Shazam, you know, he has the same ability to give his powers. So at first, Savannah is trying to get Shazam to give him the power so he can have all the power and the seven sins can do what they want, you know, on earth and not, and not have any force to stand up against them. Well, Shazam figures out that he can give his power to who he chooses. So he uses it conveniently numbered. The foster kids, they all get powered up. So they become the Shazam kids, just like in the New 52. It's kind of like a Power Rangers, like rainbow colored. You got your green, your blue, your merry. You got your orange, which is, uh, I think, who was orange? No, was it light blue? No, I think there was orange. Maybe it was the Asian kid was orange. I can't remember. But purple. So it was just really cool. And Freddie Freeman gets his powers. So that's cool to see because he's, you know, handicapped. So for him to be able to, you know, do this, it's, it's very rewarding to see him get powered up because he's he's got a lot of heart. And Shazam, Billy Batson, finds his mother well, before all this happens. And that's not the way it goes, you would think. Uh, basically, it's kind of a bad story. She, They were walking in an amusement park, the same place, I guess, where this story takes place at the end. And he wandered off from her. And she didn't go looking for him because she was going through some other shit at the time, which is terrible. It's a terrible thing for Billy to realize that he was just abandoned. You know, how does that make a kid feel? Nobody, his mom didn't even want him. When he goes up and meets her, she just, oh, hope you're doing okay, son. And, you know, it's really not going to work out for us to, you know, to be together. Like, I got my own stuff going on right now. And you can tell her husband's probably a jerk or abusive because he's yelling in the background. In any case, so that's kind of got him bummed out. And then he realizes that these kids are his family. So that's why I gave him the powers. <coughs> and then he decides, you know, to move in with them and everybody's happy. They beat Savannah's ass. Uh, through a series of fighting and using the powers and all that and uh, call to rap and gets the glass orb out and basically gets rid of all the puts all the um, sins of man into statues and his in his in the rock of eternity and then uh, you call to rap and at the end of the movie uh, this is going to be a big spoiler so the very last scene before Savannah's before Mr. Mind shows up they're basically at some point in the movie Freddie had asked Billy to show up to help him defend against these bullies in school for lunch. And they had gotten into an argument. And Shazam was out doing his own thing, goofing off. And with that whole fight with Savannah, he missed it. And Freddie got picked on at school because he said that he knew who Shazam was and Shazam would be there. And when he didn't show, kids were laughing at him. And the bullies, of course, gave him hell. So at the end of it, you see the kids show up. And, you know, Freddie's like, what are y'all doing here at lunch? And he's like, you know, well, we just wanted to, you know, we just wanted a special occasion. We just wanted to come hang out with you, see how you're doing. Well, and then Shazam walks in. It's all the kids are going crazy. And he sits down at Freddie's table and he's like, I just want to talk about how good Freddie is. And they're sitting there talking and they get to the end of it. And he's, and Freddie's like, oh, okay. And Shazam's like, yeah, you might want to meet my other friend. He's a good guy too. I think you'll really like him. And then, bam, the camera cuts to it. And as soon as you see the chest, you know it's Superman. Superman shows up. He's at the end of the movie. Now, the question is, is it Henry Cavill? Well, you don't see his head. They've got it cut from the neck up. So it's a, it's a white guy. It's the Superman suit from the DC Extended Universe you know, uniform. But is Henry Cavill walking in that thing? I don't think it is. Could be wrong. Maybe special features will reveal who it was. 
I doubt it though, because I think at the time he was filming The Witcher and he couldn't get a, he couldn't break away to go film it. Even though, I mean, it's literally there for like three seconds. All he had to do was walk out. He could have walked out and smiled to the other kids, but you know, they, they it works for for what it was. It worked, and because as soon as Freddie looks up, see who's it, he's like, "Holy shit!" So I mean, it's just really good. Uh, other things that I so that's the end of the movie. The the post credit scene, they you've already seen it on the trailers. It's basically them making fun of Aquaman, trying to talk to fish, figure out his powers. So you don't miss anything there. The credits, the first parts of the credits, it shows Shazam interacting with the Justice League members, but they're like hand drawn, like animated. Uh, I don't know if it's the whole league. I, I was kind of looking at my phone, but I did see the Trinity: Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. So yeah, he's just having a good time with them, and. Oh, I forgot to mention, there was this one part where the wizard's explaining like where the power comes from, and he mentions Black Adam. And you actually see Black Adam, but he's like in a kind of a magical hologram form, rec recreation of the story. Uh, kind of the same way Wonder Woman's was when she was talking about her origin. In any case, the uh, you could see the character. You know, I could see the suit, but a waiter walked in front of me right when they were showing who it was. So I couldn't see if it's somebody that looked like The Rock or not, because The Rock has been slated to play Black Adam for decades now. And I'm curious to see who, you know, uh, how The block if The Rock ends up looking like that or not. And I'm going to go back and watch it again to see if I can catch that part, because I thought, I thought I saw a head of hair. And if that's the case, Dwayne Johnson's got some, uh, they're going to put a wig on him or something. But in any case, uh, really cool, really cool to see. What a great movie. I mean, definitely, guys, go watch it. You, you may have said, you know, I don't like the DC movies. They're too dark. There are a couple little dark parts in here. The Seven Sins of Man, they're demons. And there's one scene where they're attacking Savannah's uh, dad and his brother who are jerks. Uh, they're attacking them. And it's it's kind of it's kind of brutal for kids. You, you know, kind of going to look away at some of it. Uh, just because they're mean demons, monsters, you know, and they're jumping on people. And people are yelling and screaming. But you don't actually see any blood or anything like that. It's still a very family-friendly movie. But uh, that was the only thing that was kind of scary. they got red eyes and they're snarling and they look like gargoyles. In any case, uh, just a lot of fun, man. What a great movie. I can't say enough good things. It was good enough for me to get up here and do a review. If it, if it wasn't, trust me, for the amount of hassle it is to do this review, and it's already been a very crappy review, I've, I've forgot what I was saying once. I had to go close the door. I think I've stood up to make sure the camera was rolling correctly. I don't even know if it's rolling right now. I hope it is. But in any case, I did all this trouble because it really is a good movie and is worth seeing. Even if you're not a fan of superheroes, it's just a fun action movie, uh, just a good time. And it's a lot of laughs, a lot of comedy. I normally don't like comedy in my superhero movies, but like with Deadpool, it works well. It works really well here, too. Uh, Shazam's just a funny guy, and he just loves having fun. So I hope that this is kind of, you know, a step to kind of brighten up the DC universe. Now that they got Aquaman that was super successful, obviously they're going to make another one of those. Now we got Shazam, which I'm praying that ends up being successful too. I don't think it'll do a billion because I just don't know if it'll do that, but it's going to make good money. I mean, it is a lot of fun. The problem is they got too much competition. They don't, I don't think they have enough time to get a billion. Like Aquaman had a whole month all to itself. I mean, the only competition was Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, but that was a cartoon. Cartoon adult cartoons historically don't do well, even though it was nominated. For, I think it won. No, it won Best Picture. So critically, it did great. But financially, cartoons just you know it's a hard sell, especially for adult adult oriented cartoons. 
because you kind of gets too adult for kids. The kids don't really like it, but then it's too kitty for adults. So adults don't really like it. it's always kind of in the middle ground. Adolescents get bored with everything, so they're kind of hard to plan for, anyways. In any case, uh, just a fun movie. I hope that this is kind of like a you know, now we got an idea of what really works for DC. We're going to get away from the whole death and destruction and carnage and decimation, and we're going to get more into let's have a good time with our heroes. Let's see them in their suits, which, you know, fully brightly colored, uh, but kicking ass at the same time with their abilities and embracing it. And I hate I hate the angst of superheroes that just don't want to, they're not into it. You know, they just don't want to do it. It's like, come on, come on, man. If you were Batman, if you had that much money and that, those skills and you were that driven, you would, come on. Like, you wouldn't just sit there and say, oh, I don't want to do this. You know, or if you had the powers of Superman, basically a god, you would be like Billy Batson is. You would, you know, you would do goofy things at first, and then you'd realize you need to rein it in and take your power seriously. So I hope that they continue. I don't know what you do next. I know the next movie is supposed to be the Joker, which supposedly isn't connected to the other universe. Well, other than Superman showing up, it's hard to say if he's actually. And well, you see Aquaman memorabilia, and the Batarang looks like Ben Affleck. So yeah, I guess it is in the same universe. But since Affleck is probably going to be recast at some point, I, I don't know if we'll see him again. I think Henry Cavill's staying on as Superman, but there was some controversy about that. In any case, I think this maybe maybe Cavill, maybe Affleck now will have a change of heart now that we've got two good DC movies. And then Joker's probably going to do well because people just like the Joker and Joaquin Phoenix is a wonderful actor. And he looks like he's having fun with the roles, so that should be good. And then you have, they're working on the Batman movie right now, so they're probably going to get that figured out. Maybe Affleck will cameo at the end of it, you know, maybe now that he's grown and he's older, since they're wanting the Batman to be an origin, kind of like back in the beginning of his career. And then you got Wonder Woman, so you got the Nexus Joker, then Wonder Woman 84, which has got Kristen Wiig as the cheetah. If you don't know who that is, it's the chick from uh, the female version of... of What's that movie with the three of them on the, the Bachelor Party or Bachelor? I can't remember what it was, but yeah, I think it was Bachelor Party. I don't know, whatever. The Bridesmaids. That's yeah, the, the chick from Bridesmaids and Ghostbusters, the main one from Ghostbusters, not Melissa McCarthy, the other one, the the tall thin one. It's not a knock to Melissa McCarthy. I love McCarthy. If you listen to the last episode, you know that I'm a fan of hers. In any case, but I mean, Kristen Wiig's thinner. It's just, it is what it is but she's playing cheetah which is weird to me so I don't know if she's going to be like the actual cheetah like an actual monster or if she's going to be the woman wearing the leotard I don't know so yeah Wonder Woman 84 then after that not a lot not a lot been discussed about DC I know what they need to do uh, they need to do a Green Lantern movie a good Green Lantern movie and I don't care if you bring back Ryan Reynolds bring him back when they brought him back for De Deadpool it ended up being a good thing and I think he would if they were serious about it and they said, look, you know, Ryan, we really want to do a, a, a Green Lantern and, you know, you're, you did it last time. His performance was actually okay. It was just the movie had a lot of problems. And bring him back, you know, and let's, let's try to make that work. I think after Wonder Woman 84, the next James Gunn's Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, which is Suicide Squad 2, which is supposed to be like a soft reboot. I mean, it's going to have the same characters, but they're portrayed by different people. And it's not going to be, you know, fighting aliens or demons or whatever the hell it was they were fighting in the last one. They're going to be more covert, mission-oriented, I'm sure. I mean, James Gunn's a lot of fun, so I think he's just going to open up the reins on this one. And then after that, 
I don't know. They need to be doing a Green Lantern. I think Aquaman 2 is already in development. Supposedly The Flash has got a script ready right now. You know, Cyborg, I think, is off the table. It's, it's, it's Cyborg. You know, it's, it's, to me, Cyborg was always a Teen Titans guy. The New 52 tried to cram him into the Justice League, and, and I get it. You're trying to make a diverse Justice League, and Martian Manhunter, although he's green, and when he is a human, a lot of times he is an African-American human because he came to Earth at the end of slavery or whatever, so that kind of resonated with him. Slavery and all that stuff coming from a war-torn planet where white Martians and green Martians were at war with each other. Anyways, he... Uh, so, you know, I get why they replaced Martian Manhunter with Cyborg. I, I get why, but, you know, I, I wish you'd keep Martian Manhunter and instead of, you know, get the John Stewart Green Lantern in there. And that way you still have your diversity. You know, you can make it work that way. And a lot of people, to a lot of people, John Stewart is their Green Lantern because they grew up with the Bruce Timm universe. And how, how, um, oh boy. How, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank here. Wow. My superhero knowledge is failing me. It's been so long since I've, since I've seen Green Lantern, a Green Lantern story, I forgot Hal's name. Jordan. God, I'm an amateur. Uh, most people, Hal Jordan isn't their Green Lantern. It's John Stewart. Unless you saw that movie, and then, of course, now it is Hal Jordan. It's Ryan Reynolds. If I was going to cast a Green Lantern movie, and it's a podcast for a different day, it would be uh, Nathan Fillion. I think you could still do it. I think you can have an older, mature Green Lantern and still work. And you can have him training the other Green Lanterns. They'd be his protege. Hell, I'd even be okay if you brought back the guy who played Dr. Savannah, bring him back as Sinestro, and you could just say villains kind of look the same across the universe. Uh, one little interesting side note, the wizard Shazam is portrayed by a character that is in Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain Marvel. Uh, he's the African-American gentleman who's a Kree soldier. He actually shows up as the wizard Shazam in this, so it's kind of interesting that Captain Marvel movie, who was used to be, you know, what Shazam was called, has a, has an actor that carries over, and he's both part of their origins. Just an interesting little Easter egg there. I think I, I don't know if I I think I covered all the Easter eggs in the movie. So I, if you watch this, you're, you're it's totally blown now. You you're gonna know the movie. I've given you pretty much the high points. Uh, Talkie Tawny the tiger. It don't really seem, but you get the idea that Billy Batson's favorite animal is a tiger, and you do see like a couple of stuffed tigers around. But you don't actually see the full-blown talking tiger, which is a disappointment. Would have liked to have seen him in there, but that's, I get it, you know. Uh, which would also have been interesting because the guy from The Walking Dead, uh, the big guy, I can't remember his name, uh, the big bearded guy, you know, with the, the Samoan giant guy, he's in this movie too. And it would have been cool to see a CGI tiger interact with him because they had the other one, you know, in, in the kingdom. So, anyways... Uh, it would have been nice to see Talkie Tawny in there, but hey, they're going to explore more of the magical realms in the next movie. That's what this one kind of leads up to. So maybe we will see Talkie Tawny down the road. I thought the Shazam Kims was fine. I thought, I don't, one thing is, with now that he's Shazam, though, he can't call himself Shazam. He can't say I'm Shazam, because as soon as he says that, he transforms. He's got to keep his identity a secret. So I don't know how they're going to know, and that was a problem the movie had. They, they didn't give him a name. Like they called him the Red Cyclone, or you know, Captain Sparkly Fingers, or uh, Electric Crack, or Thunder Crack, or something like that. And it was, you know, they just couldn't come up with a good name for him. Uh, 
I, I hope that he gets the Big Red Cheese or Earth's Mightiest Moral or something like that. I was waiting for at some point somebody to say Shazam and get caught on the news. And so then that's when they would start calling him that. But, you know, that never happened, even though he, they say Shazam out in the open a couple of times. But it was really cool to see the kids there, the Shazam fam. I, I thought that was neat. Uh, it was just a fun movie, guys. Just a good time. I know I've said that a bunch. I can't wait to go see it again. It's one of those movies where I just I couldn't believe how much time it went past. Once we got like into the meat of the story, I was like, man, this is going to end. It's like Game of Thrones. Like You don't want the episode of Game of Thrones to end. You're like, I want to know what happens to these characters. Same way with reading the book. You, you, like at the end of The Hobbit, you know, I remember reading that book as a kid or The Wind of the Willows. I was so disappointed. I was like, oh, man, what a, you're with these characters and you walk with them. And, and now it's done. And I just felt the same way for Shazam. I mean, now, now me, I can go read. I got a bunch of Captain Marvel comic books. I got a lot of Shazam stuff. So I'm good as far as as far as that. But I would love to see the movie again. And I hope he's a part of the universe. I'd love to see him in the Justice League at some point if they have a big team-up movie with all the villains. Uh, I hope that works. I know he's not historically a very good, prominent Justice League team member. He's more of a Justice Society guy. But... Uh, here lately, he, he's been, in a few iterations, he's been on the league. So, yeah, just a great movie. Definitely go watch it, guys. I'm going to try to take my family to go watch it and do a big event. I'm going to be cosplaying as it for the actual, when it premieres. Uh, it's doing really good. It's got good reviews right now. Uh, you're just going to have a good time. So, thank you for watching. And check out my podcast, Big Beefin'. Uh, it's basically on all the forms. It's B-I-G-B-E-E-F-N. Uh, and we're going to be on, I'm going to put this on YouTube, obviously, if you're listening on the podcast, because I'm going to do both. And, uh, we've got way more content on the actual podcast. This whole video thing is a work in progress for us. Like I said, the last movie review I did, uh, you know, I think somebody gave me a thumbs down. I only got like 50 views or something like that. And it's kind of pathetic. It's kind of one of those things where you just kind of like, oh, yeah, kind of a, a, a whimper. So... I don't know how long I went here. I don't know if I quite got an hour in. No, we're going to be a little short of an hour. I could ramble on for another 20 minutes if we need to to get us to an hour. It's getting kind of late. So Sarah's probably going to, my wife's probably going to be griping at me, uh, telling me to hurry up. Um, now I'm saying, uh, again, and that's something I'm trying to work on. Editing these things is a, is a beating, man, because getting the video to my computer from my phone because none of my my connection cords are any good right now because my son likes to stick them in his mouth and lick on them and it blows them all out so you know I want to I need to get a new cord so I could so video transfer can be a little bit faster and just editing the editing software I got it's kind of complicated it's not very user friendly and, and I'm muted on my computer so I can't really see everything very well I mean I, I, my computer's on my TV so it's kind of hard to edit like that you really need a smaller screen so you can you can see everything and instead of everything all over the place and you're trying to figure out what you're looking at so anyways yeah it, I, i'm probably this movie's probably just going to go straight up to you the way i do my podcast those things are by and large unedited now i may do some editing in the future because we've name dropped a bunch of people on there that we know personally and they haven't they don't have a chance to defend themselves and they may not want to be a part of our show so I may go back in the future and take some names out. That's pretty easy to do because the audio on this podcast is pretty easy to, to change. And I don't think it will affect my listens at all. But, yeah, I'm just going to have to do this one live. From, I, don't, I don't have the time to go in and edit video. Now, when we get together and we start doing our group thing, 
That's a different story. By then, I'll, I'll want to edit because I want to make it fun. There's some things you can do in post-production to make things fun. Like when I goofed up or when I paused, I could cut all that out. and I could add in, you know, goofy sounds or noises or, or humorous text. In any case, uh, man, Shazam, what a great movie. Can't wait for my family to see it. Can't wait for my wife to see it because she can be proved wrong. And she didn't think it was going to be any good. She's like, nothing about the trailers that have impressed her. But she is really going to like this probably more than... Well, I don't know if she'll like it more than me, but she'll like it a lot. So, anyways, Shazam, thanks for watching.